Hello, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. I am excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast a little over a year ago to share local stories of faith and sports. And today, I'm excited for you to hear uh, from Benji Baker. I recently connected and met Benji through a mutual friend in Selma. Benji brought some students down to Selma this past June to serve with the United Missions Week that you heard about in a previous episode with uh, JB. He's a student pastor in Tennessee. He's married to Rebecca. They have three kids, passionate about reaching kids through sports in the school system while serving as a student pastor. So without further delay, let's jump right into his story. Well, thanks for joining me today, Benji. Man, it is great to be here. Well, let's start with, I know a lot of listeners um, are not familiar with you, so let's just start with you just share a little bit about um, who you are, maybe where you grew up, a little bit about your family. Yeah, so um, I am from uh, a town, uh, Jackson, Tennessee, and uh, pretty much was born and raised there all my life. Uh, got one brother, and uh, my mom and dad uh, live, in, live in that same town, and so I just kind of grew up in that city, and then, um, let's see, I moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee to go to college, a college called Middle Tennessee State University, and uh, really just after that, pretty much settled down in that area, and uh, got married right out of college uh, to uh, a girl I dated in high school, which is a crazy story. Uh, but I've uh, been married for uh, close to 15 years now and uh, have uh, three precious children, uh, uh, you know, three precious children. And, uh, yeah, so that's just a quick little overview of who I am. Yeah. So did you grow up in a family of faith? I mean, talk about um, your faith journey and at what point in your life did you realize, you know what, I need a personal relationship with Jesus? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I grew up in a church where uh, my parents were definitely really involved in the church, and uh, it, it, was a, it was a great uh, Baptist church in town, and they really, man, it was like we lived at the church, you know, we were Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday night, you know, you know service, we'd go to uh, prayer meetings, and Wednesday night, I mean, so I feel like we kind of just grew up in the church, and so... Uh, for me, uh, at, a, at a young age, I remember hearing uh, the good news of who Jesus was. Uh, but, you know, I think for me, I just felt for a long time like I was a pretty pretty good person. You know, I was like, hey, I, I was doing the right things. I, you know, did, didn't really do many, many bad things. Uh, you know, I'd fight with my brother a lot. But uh, but one day, uh, I remember just being really convicted. This is around, around the age of eight or nine. Just really that, man, I really am sinful. <laughs> you know, I'm not right before God. Uh, and I... I, I do, you know, there's so many things, uh, you know, that um, even some thoughts and things, you know, some actions, maybe some things my parents didn't even know about I was doing, you know, that, and so I really was one day just hit me like, man, I really am, uh, uh, I need Jesus, you know, I, I'm not yeah. right before God without Jesus, and I remember my mom, man, it was so sweet, it was one night, she just uh, right before bed, uh, you know, we'd usually kind of, you know, around that age, mom would come in there and, you know, pray with us before bed, and, and, uh, she just shared, you know, she, I kind of, I kind of shared that with her and she shared, uh, the good news of Jesus and that, uh, that he had saved me from my sins. And if I, you know, put my faith in him, uh, that, um, you know, I was made right before God because of Jesus righteousness. And, uh, man, that was, a, that was a game changer for me at an early age. I would say probably eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that really, man, so for me, that, that started the journey with following Jesus 
and uh, really did take, uh, you know, I, was, I heard about him a lot at church, but with my mom, really in that personal relationship that really uh, laid it out for me that where it made sense. Yeah. And uh, and then from there, you know, it was just a, a journey, uh, the ups and downs of, you know, kind of, walk, you know, turning into to worldly things and turning to things that I enjoyed um, versus turning turning to Jesus. But he, he never let me go. He always was, was with me and constantly turned me back to, to him. Amen. Amen. And I mentioned in the intro that you're a student pastor. So at what point in your journey and your walk with Christ did you feel God calling you to full-time ministry? Yeah. So for me, it was, uh, you know, I, I went through college and uh, had a little bit of a rebellious time in college. And then again, God grabbed me and, you know, just kind of said, hey, man, what are you doing? Wake up, you know, follow, follow you know, continue to follow me. Um, and so when I first got married, uh, me and my wife were connected to a church and, uh, this youth pastor asked me to, and my wife said, Hey, we're looking for people to lead, uh, lead some students, you know, just mm. be a, like a small group leader, uh, just basically get into life of teenagers and, uh, sh- you know, show them who Jesus is and by modeling it for them and just, you know, showing them what love and grace and, and truth is. And so we were like, heck yeah, well, you know, that sounds like fun. And so so we really just dove in, you know, and uh, and then through that, it was about a two-year journey of just really, you know, really enjoying that. At the mm. time, my, my full-time job was a, uh, I was a financial planner, so I, I'd studied finance in school, and um, and so, I, but I just really, man, just enjoyed it, loved it. It was something I was passionate about, you know, anytime we had a chance, we were trying to spend time with these students, helping them follow Jesus. Um, and then an older man uh, named Judd one day, uh, I was in a, like a men's group with him. He just out of nowhere just said, hey, man, dude, I think you're being called into full-time ministry. Wow. And I, yeah, and I remember just laughing. I was like, you're crazy, man. I'm, like, I am not qualified to be a you know pastor. Like, I, you know, I just kind of laughed at it. But I did tell him, and he's like, well, hey, you need to at least commit to praying about this. And I said, okay, okay, you know, Judd, trust you. I love you, man. I'll do that. So I went home and told my wife, you know, what he said. And then she laughed also. So she's <laughs> like, uh, and she laughed. She's like, oh my gosh, me, a pastor's wife, like, my story's crazy. What are, what are you talking about? You know, like, there's no way. Uh, um, so it was like about six months of me and my wife just praying about it, not telling anybody, because really just didn't feel qualified at all to do that. And, uh, but through the prayer, God really just kept showing, man, like, this is what we're call- I'm calling you to do. And then we started asking other people's opinions, you know, inviting others in our community of faith to pray for us. And, like, man, people were like, man, yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, yeah, I've always thought you'd, you'd be called into that. You know, it was like, wow. it's one of those things where God really, he kind of pulled us into ministry. You know, I was mm. like, oh, I don't, I don't really, you know, God, like, I don't think I can do this. And. Uh, and I still fight that, you know, I still feel at times like, Lord, like what, what is it? You know, like, I feel so weak and, uh, it's your strength. that's going to help me, you know, teach this It's your strength. going to help me do what you call me to do. And, uh, so really that was the call. It was through, you know, being involved in local, a local church mm-hmm. ministry and just that passion grew and grew. And then, uh, some people around me seeing that and just calling that out. Wow. Um, so how long, yeah. how long have you been in ministry? So that was, uh, I've been, um, so right after that, let's see, ah, man, what year was that? That's, I would say, uh, I've, you know, I've been married almost 15 years. So right when we got married, we jumped into youth ministry as volunteers. 
And then after that, uh, we went off to school, to seminary, because I needed some training. Yeah. Uh, and so, th- so it's been about, uh, I've been at this church for nine years. And in seminary, I served at a church uh, for about uh, four years. So, you know, it's been a good 13 years of, of, you know, as a church, you know, pastor, you know, yeah. pastor role, but I would say a good 15 years of, of, of actually, you know, being in ministry with students. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah. and, and we connected through um, some mutual friends and, and, and talked about you having a passion for using sports to reach others um, with the gospel. Talk about how you see that and, and why you think sports is a good way to reach people. Yeah, I feel like sports are just, I mean, at least with teenagers today, um, they they really are, you know, it's an interesting uh, dynamic where they don't really trust a lot of people around them. Mm. And so with teenagers, it's really all about, you. they've got to trust you and you've got to have a relationship with you. And then within that trust, they will really, they'll receive truth. They'll receive, you know, wisdom. They'll, they'll listen and so what I've seen is sports really, man, it opens up that door because when you go out there and play a pickup game of basketball with some students, you know, and every once in a while you can beat them, which is great because you can humble them a little bit. And, uh, but, you know, when you're, just, you're, when you're just out there playing with them, having fun with them, there's just this kind of relationship that happens. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you, you, you do that over time. You know, I'm not a coach. So I'm usually just kind of playing with students. Um, over time, it really does open up that door to, you know, I think a student uh, with an, with a person now, they're asking, hey, does this person care for me, you know? Yeah. And so I think when, when you when you play with them, when you play games like that, when you play sports, when you enter enter their world, mm. uh, you know, um, you really, man, it, it, it opens up the door for them to really receive, uh, real, receive love and, and truth. And um, so that's really what I've seen. I mean, in, in my ministry, depending on what the students like, you know, we just kind of go where they're at. So, I mean, years ago, I had a group of students who love basketball. So, you know, we would go up to the local, you know, apartment complex and play basketball every Sunday night. Mm. And uh, and through that, you know, just got to know these kids really well and connected them uh, to Jesus and to the church uh, through that. So it really is a, uh, it's just a, an open door to the gospel, but more importantly, I mean, I guess it's an open door to just a, a, a caring person who loves them and that they can trust, which is, you know, unfortunately, there's not a lot of people like that in this world, you know? Right. Uh, and so, yeah, so I really see it as a, uh, a huge uh, a benefit and they're learning. I think in sports too, kids learn discipline. They learn, you know, they learn most sports are team oriented. You know, you really, I mean, you know, the, some of these football and basketball teams and just even like a cross country team, like if it's the team's not all connected, the team's not encouraging each other. If it's not, if they're not, you know, working together mm-hmm. and they usually don't succeed. It's these teams that come together um, and succeed, which is such a beautiful picture of Jesus, right? The gospel. Cause you know, like as a, as a church, we got to come together and work together as Christians, we come together, encourage each other. And so I just, yeah, I think sports overall, man, just a, a easy, I mean, they really, you know, a great way to point people to the, to who Jesus is. Amen. Yeah. That's, that's very, very good way to say it is meet them mm-hmm. where they are. Um, on a previous episode a couple weeks ago, we had uh, JB from Elkdale and Selma, who kind of was one of the leaders for United for the City, um, this new movement in, in Selma. So listeners, I would encourage you to, to go listen to that one um, to get a little background of that. 
But Benji, you recently um, brought some students to Selma um, and served with All In Sports Outreach at um, with the United uh, for the City Missions Week. Why? Why bring students from Tennessee to Selma to serve? And you know, and, and what did that week look like for you? Yeah. Uh, so Selma, I really honestly um, coming into to this to this event, I didn't know a whole lot about it besides you know the uh, the civil rights movement and and part of the historical the bridge there. So I knew a little bit about that, but as far as the city, uh, uh, since then I didn't know a lot about it. Um, but I had a great friend, um, JP, which is at a, at a church in Selma, um, and I got to know uh, JB, who j- who you just spoke about, mm-hmm. and. Those guys uh, reached out to me because they were, uh, man, they were running this this week long, uh, you know, mission camp that was that was really all about like, uh, you know, helping, you know, loving this city and uh, you know helping people love God, love others, and make disciples. And as they talked about their love for Selma and the and the and the people in Selma and the students there, man, I just like I was like, wow, like I, I want to be a part of this. This this is awesome. I, you know, I can't. Uh, I, I'm just excited about it. And so, uh, yeah, so for me, it was like, man, if I can uh, come and help in any way and then I can bring some of my students like this is uh, uh, this would be great, you know, not only for for just for me personally, but for my students and uh, even for the for the city. Um, So, yeah, really, that was really kind of the reason I got connected to to that ministry in the week, man. It was so good. I mean, we really would. uh, It was a week geared towards helping students you know, practically live out their, their faith, you know, like think in the church world, a lot of times we just, we talk about, you know, loving others and we talk about, you know, a going hour with our faith, uh, but we don't take a lot of action. And so we really wanted a week that was saying, Hey guys, let's actually like, let's learn some things, but then let's go out into the community and practice this stuff. Yeah. And let's, let's tell, tear down some of these barriers of, uh, cause one thing when I got there was, listening to students and there's just a lot of, of fear, mm. um, you know, from students and just, and some of it was probably real fear and some of it was probably a little, you know, irrational, but they were, you know, there was just pr- this theme of like, man, they were just so, you know, fearful, uh, uh you know, so fearful. And so uh, I think what happened was that week as we went out into the communities and uh, I served at uh, one of the basketball camps, you know, through, uh, all in sports, and really, we saw these kids like just, you know, like, you know, you know, kind of, you know, you know, kind of, you know, I guess instead of fear, they they really uh, you had more faith. You know, mm. they're like, all right, all right, God, like, I'm scared, but I'm going to trust you. And I'm yeah. trusted what you have for me this week. I'm just going to step into it. I'm, you know, kinda, I'm going to be all in with this and, yeah. and do what you've asked me to do. And I, yeah, man. So I think these these basketball camps, you know, we had we would run some drills and then we would have the, the timeout times, and uh, and then we would actually have students lead the timeout times. You know, like yeah. all right, students, you can you can teach others about you know how great Jesus is. And so yeah, I never forget that. Like it was just they were you know you saw this piece of like empowerment. Like mm. okay, like uh, I can do what God's asked me to do. You know, if I yeah. if I step out in faith versus live in fear. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it was just, it was cool to see like these, these basketball camps, uh, really, you know, that was a very a tangible way to love the community because you're helping kids learn a, a, a great skill and discipline in basketball. Uh, but more importantly, you're introducing them to, 
people in their city who love Jesus um, and through the timeout times, you're introducing them every day, you know, to, to the, you know, the good news of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, yeah. So it was just like, you know, it was just a big win. And so, um, so we would do that during the day in the morning and then we would come back to the, uh, to the church at night and really do some training and debriefing. Like, Hey man, talk about the day. What happened? Mm. You know, what'd you, you know, how'd you see God work when you stepped out of faith? You know, how did you see, you know, what, what, uh, barriers in your own heart broke down you know maybe you were a little judgmental or or had some kind of you know uh you know false view on some people here now like you know how do you seem like jesus sees them Mm. you seem like god sees them so it was really cool you know i feel like it really broke down some of those you know barriers of of you know that we put up in our own self you know like we, we we don't we don't run towards people like jesus runs towards us because we're afraid of how they might react or we're afraid of what they might do uh, or we're afraid of the messiness of that relationship. And so I feel like for one week, at least kind of broke down a little bit of that stuff and saying, Hey, you know what? These are people that are just like me, broken, you know, sinful people who, who, um, apart from the grace of God, you know, uh, you know, just would, would not be, you know, just couldn't make it. And, you know, and they need the light. Right. And just like we need the light, uh, of, of who Jesus, they need hope, you know, just like we need hope. And so it was, it was, it was amazing. I really, really enjoyed the week. That's awesome. Is there one or two stories um, that just kind of really stick out in your mind that you'd share? Yeah, absolutely. So one was at the basketball camp. I think I was at Metaview. Yep. How you say it? Uh-huh. Metaview. And uh, so we had one of the the campers, you know, one of the campers that were, were there, they were there each day and, uh, his name was Devin, and each day when the uh, when we would do the timeout time uh, to to share a story, like he was constantly just answering everything. Like you know, he knew he knew all about it, right? He knew his Bible, and he knew, and he was just speaking up. And I could tell a lot of the the campers that were at the camp like were listening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I approached him, and you know, I was like, man, like you know, dude, I love your heart. I love like you know, I can tell you you love God, and. Um, <laughs> you've got a great influence around, you know, your peers here. And so I was like, would you want to share uh, one of the timeout times, you know, tomorrow? Wow. And he was like, and he, at first he was like, oh, I don't know. And then he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm ready. You know, I'm going to do it. And so uh, I think he shared one of the, Z- the Zacchaeus stories. Mm. And uh, and it was so beautiful. The next day when he got there, we kind of talked through it that morning. And he was, he was really scared and nervous. And uh, when he got up there to share, he, you know, he wouldn't look at the crowd. He just looked to the side at me the whole time. Mm. I was like, if I can just see you, I can do this, you know? Wow. <laughs> so I was like, just kind of smiling at him, like give him a thumbs up. Like you got this. And man, he just, he laid out in a beautiful way, um, the story of Zacchaeus and how, and even laid out a little of his story and, uh, and did an amazing job. And so I was just, so for me, that was beautiful because, you know, for him, you know, as a peer to share with all his, you know, his friends, yeah. how amazing Jesus is. And, uh, like that was powerful. And so, I, so that was definitely one of those stories where, it, you know, just cause th- in my job as a pastor, I feel like is, is to equip others yeah, um, amen. To, yeah. yeah, to do the work of, you know, the ministry and there's people all over who can do it if we empower them to do it. And so when I saw that and, and he stepped up to it, like it was so cool. And, and then afterwards, he had this big smile. He was so excited. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, so, uh, you know, I just – I love that. And I think God probably will use that to plant seeds of, of truth, you know, 
in his peers and who knows the conversations maybe that he had going forward out of that because he was able to you know, speak the, speak the truth in front of his friends. Wow, that's awesome. Another one we talked about, and JB and I talked about this on the, on the previous episode, but one of the things you and I talked about the first time we connected was a Wednesday, I believe it was, the prayer, taking all the students to the Edmund Pettus Bridge, the historic bridge, and just walking across the bridge as a group and praying. Talk about that experience from your perspective and your students of folks, first time in Selma, do, being a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like I said earlier, like the bridge for me was something I knew about heading into Selma. Um, but when I got there, I was asking, um, some students, some questions and, you know, I'm like, Hey man, have you been to the bridge before? And, and I was so surprised how many students were like, no, I've, you know, I've, I've you know, drove over the bridge. Mm-hmm. But I've never like walked it. Um, because they were really, really afraid, you know, like, well, you know, I, I was told if I, you know, walk the bridge, I'll get shot, you know, or, you know, like they were, and I was like, huh, that's really fascinating, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, so for me, like going into it, um, I was like, man, this is going to be a really cool moment because a lot of these students have never even, you know, you know, walked it, right. Mm-hmm. They've never even, even, even like it's, this is in their city and they've never walked it. And so, so that was, that was really cool. And so the way they set it up is like, you know, we got in these little groups and, uh, the idea is that we're going to all walk it um, over one side and just silently pray, you know, just kind of, you know, just be in some solitude and just think about that that moment in history and then think about God and um, and just pray, you know, pray for the city. And so um, and so I was at the back and that was kind of a plan. I was just going to walk in solitude. And uh, that, that plan was was quickly interrupted because uh uh, Rand, uh, his dad was beside me and, uh, he just starts talking and I'm like, okay, like we're supposed to be praying and silent here. And, uh, he just starts kind of talking and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to listen. What, what, you know, what's he going to say? And, uh, and so really as we walked over the bridge, he kind of, he relived the moment when he was a young kid and his, his, you know, um, I think his dad's law office or something was across the street. And so he remembers that moment, you know, as a young kid and how, you know, just how terrible that moment was. Mm. And he just kind of, as we were walking through, it was almost like he was lamenting over, like, man, I can't believe I even, you know, like how bad that was and how, you know, we, you know, as people thought about, you know, uh, other people during this mm. time. And, you know, so it was just kind of this sweet little, he was kind of telling me this, the things that were happening, but there was this piece of like, you know, there was like, man, I felt really bad about it. You know, like, I just can't believe that we all people, you know, thought like we did then, you know, like we, we treated people, you know, uh, you know, like as inferior and, and, you know, like in, you know, just because of the color of their skin. Yeah. Um, and so like, that was really powerful for me. And so I remember asking him a question. I was like, well, like, what's your, you know, like, you know, like, how do you see it different now? And kind of what's your hope for the city? Uh, you know, since then, and he really just said, uh, he said, you know, well, really, you know, the one good thing that came out of it, he's like, it's through the grace of God is that my son, you know, ran, he's like, he, he, you know, he's not like that. You know, he's Mm. different. He, you know, that didn't, you know, somehow he grew up and he, he loves everybody in the city and he wants to make a difference in the city. And he, uh, you know, like, and, and he is my hope, you know, in the sense of like, because, he's my legacy, you know, <laughs> like it was, that was really cool. Like this, this little special moment going to this bridge and seeing, you know, generations 
Um, but seeing how, you know, his son was so different because of, because of, because of what God's done in his life and how his son really, uh, wants to really, you know, be the light in the city, you know, Mm -hmm. and and help other people shine and bring hope. Um, so yeah, so I would say like that moment was really cool. And then when we got over there, we kind of had all prayed out loud, um, over, over the city. And it was just this beautiful time because really, you know, if you think of a bridge, it's all about bringing people together. You know, like if you have a bridge, the whole point of a bridge is to, you know, somebody can get to the other side and so they could be together. And um, as, as I started praying, it just reminded me of, of Jesus, you know, and we're like, my goodness, like, you know, what a perfect, you know, illustration that like we have this bridge in the city that for so long has been divisive. And it's like if we if we really look at a bridge and we look at it through God's eyes, a bridge brings people together. Mm. And um, if we look at Jesus, you know, he, Jesus comes down, right? Like he lives in our mess. He will, lives the perfect life, and he is the the bridge to, mm-hmm. to you know to God uh, to reconcile all of us to Him. And so, as Christians, you know, we are to to you know point people to Jesus and to uh, and to and for the city to really like. Uh, be the bridge, right, of the gospel to reconcile, to love each other, right, to um, to be united. Um, so it was powerful. It was a, it was a, I think it was a powerful moment for me and for our students and for everybody there of this thing that was so divisive and almost like we're reclaiming and we're saying, no, this bridge is not anymore about that. You know, mm-hmm. it's about it's about you know loving others and bringing people together and. Uh, and it points to Jesus, right? He is our bridge to God. And so, yeah, it was, I think for me, that was a very powerful emotional moment Yeah, that I'll, I'll never forget. That's a great um, analogy and perspective of just how you view a bridge. The, you know, Jesus bridges the gap between us and, yeah. and God. You know, without Jesus, we can't, you know, we're not, we can't get to God. And if we just view it that way, that's powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and even that, like, we can't, it's hard to love other people without Jesus, you know? Like, That's right. Like, uh, because of Jesus, we're completely loved and accepted, you know, and we're secure. And so out of that, then we can really just love people with no strings attached, you know? Like, yeah. We don't have to get anything out of them. And so it, it really does, man. It, it, you know, it helps you see your community like, man, like, how can I? How, what you know? How can I walk across this bridge into this community and love people? Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's a that was a powerful moment. That is, that is. So I'm going to ask you a, a question now. Kind of put on your student pastor hat. Um, talk about students living boldly with their faith. I mean, right now, athletics is a platform. It can be used for good or bad, and we have a lot of student athletes and coaches that listen. So, what advice would you offer them? Um, to just boldly live out their faith in school? Because it's no secret that, you know, it's it's not easy to live uh, as a follower of Christ in the schools right now. So many people around us, students, teachers, administration, trying to silence that. So, um, or the perception is they're trying to be silenced. So what advice would you offer an athlete or a coach that's trying to, that wants to take a stand? Yeah, I would say... Um... I think it first starts, um, I think John 4.18 is the verse. I might be off on that a little bit, but this verse, it always stands out to me. Uh, I'm sorry, Acts 4.18. Mm. Uh, and it's, it says that um, 
it says when these people saw uh, these, you know, they saw the boldness and courage of uh, of Peter and John, and then it said they, but they recognized that they were just ordinary men. Mm. Uh, but then it says, but they recognized that they had been with Jesus, you know, and yeah. and, and so so it's the idea that um, so personally, if you're, you know, you have this intimate walk with Jesus and you're daily going to Him then you can't help, you know, what's going to happen is that you're going to be bold, right? Because he's the one who empowers you. Mm. And so sometimes with these disciples in the Bible, we think, oh, man, there's incredible people. Uh, they, they really weren't, you know, they were just ordinary guys, you know, mm. that, um, but they were, they saw Jesus and, and they were changed. So I would say for those, those athletes and coaches, uh, make sure that that is where your power, you know, that is where your, your love is first and then it will and you know it'll make you bold because mm. you know you're with him and and it's going to naturally come out because he's the one guiding you every single day he's going to show you things that you're supposed to do uh, and you're going to be able to step into it in faith um i would say though um also that uh yeah like like you know i'd say our public schools um are are you know are our, our uh, sorry, I'm going blank here. Our, uh, our teams, you know, like those are places where really like, uh, you can step into it. And if you lead with, uh, you know, integrity, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you have a mindset that, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to actually encourage and care for these, you know, your, your, your athletes, uh, your teammates, you know, so if you, if you walk into it, you know, where it is about, serving them and loving them you know of course you're coaching them and you're calling them more right like that's important uh but man at the end of the day if it's more about where you know your love for them um then what's going to happen is i think they're gonna they're gonna see something different in you um they're gonna see they're gonna see jesus in you right they're gonna see because they're gonna at times they're not gonna respond well to you at times they're not going to uh, you know, they're going to do things that you don't approve of, but what you're going to do as a Christ follower, you're going to push through that, right? Mm. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to have to forgive them at times. You know, you're going to have to show them grace and mercy. Uh, you're going to have to show them truth. Um, so I think if you're, if you're leading coaching from that, you know, that heart, and if you're a teammate from that heart, then they're going to see the light in you. And I think what'll naturally happen is then they're going to, you know, then that's going to open up the door for you to easily talk to them about where that comes mm-hmm. from, you know, <laughs> like, cause you're going to be so different, you know? Cause I mean, I mean, I had so many coaches growing up that really, you, you thought they didn't care about you one bit, you know, like literally they could care less, you know? Um, but then I had those coaches that I knew cared about me and those mm-hmm. coaches, man, like I just still, like I think back upon and I remember that time and, uh, that they loved me and they cared for me and they pushed me and they taught me some great things, but, more importantly, um, I was, uh, you know, I had value and worth because this coach loved me. Mm. Um, so, so I would, I would encourage them not to hold back, you know, like not to just to just your actions will speak louder than, uh, you know, your words. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to, if you're a Christ follower, if you're walking with Jesus, that's going to naturally come out, you know, no, uh, that's good. Yeah. Cause you know, cause as a coach, you're going to, things are going to, kids are going to do things at times that really are difficult and they're going to call the coach or that player in to help, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be able to really walk with them through some difficult times. I mean, 
think this last year we had uh, a student who got in a really bad wreck on a football team at our school. And, uh, you know, of course, who were a lot of the people that were at the, you know, the visitation was the coaches, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the players and, uh, and they reached out to a lot of the youth pastors cause we had connections with them, but you know, really the coaches and the players are the ones who had more impact than I did because they are the ones in their life. And those coaches that were Christ followers had even more impact because they really could you know, point those football players to hope. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like, Hey, this situation isn't hopeless because we have a God who can resurrect, you know, like it was, it was powerful. So I would say, uh, don't back down, you know, like, like push through, uh, all of the whatever and uh, be the light where you're at. That's good. So while we're still talking advice, what about um, a pastor or student pastor that's listening and just really has a heart for reaching out to the local schools but may not have it figured out or maybe struggling in that area? What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say that uh, um, definitely like, you know, I think we're called to go and make disciples. And so I think, you know, Sometimes in the church world, we just kind of want people to come to us. And so I would say I would really challenge them to, to go. Like it's um, – and there's so many opportunities in the high schools to coach or to be an assistant coach. You know, I've got parents in our youth group that um, don't know much about whatever, but they want to be uh, influential. And so they'll be an assistant coach, you know, yeah. <laughs> on, on a team. Uh, and so I would say there's lots of opportunities if you're willing to go. You know, you can just reach out to the school – uh, there's lots of, you know, you know, even, you know, organizations that you can partner with like FCA, uh, you know, all in sport, you know, there's tons of different things you can do if you want to go in, but I would really encourage it because really, uh, what our schools desperately need is that they need Christians, uh, Christ followers to go, you know, to, to where these students are. And then, um, you know, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, then we need to actually grow up. We need to help students help others you know be workers in the harvest field which means you know to be the light to be to be uh you know to be you know the light of jesus in their in their in their places and so when they have a a pastor that comes in um you know to encourage them and and to equip them it it empowers the the christian students on those teams Mm -hmm. and so that's one thing i've seen is that when i go into some of these uh sports teams and um and just helping out, just being there, these Christian students that are on the team, it empowers them to actually speak up, you know, and to, to have more influence yeah. you know, versus just kind of backing down and, and not saying anything. So That's good. I, yeah, I really would encourage them to, to really go um, and, and go to the schools. Absolutely. I'm going to close with one, one more question. I don't think it's on the sheet, but um... – is there a favorite scripture that you have? It's maybe your like your life verse, or is there a scripture right now that God's just really placed in your heart that is really speaking to you right now that you would just share with listeners? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, the the one really I think I shared earlier. Uh, I'm, I can't remember the actual verse. I'm going blank, but I think it's the Acts four eighteen. I think uh-huh. it's, I think it's the right one. Um, but really, man, that's my verse for this year. Um, that one about like, cause you know, like I said, my call to ministry, I feel very ordinary. You know, I feel mm-hmm. very like God, like, why did you call me? And so when I read that and I see that these are just ordinary guys, um, but 
man, their boldness, you know, their empowerment came because they they were with Jesus. You know, they, mm. they met with Jesus. They saw him. They they you know. Um. So for me, like that gives me great hope because it reminds me, like, man, you know, in one way, it's a good thing because I, I don't need to be extraordinary. I, I you know I need to be weak because you know in my weakness that's where God shines. You know, mm-hmm. like when it's in those moments where I'm like, wow, I've got this figured out. I'm doing great. You know, that's where like things just don't go well. But when I'm completely dependent all the time, I'm asking God, hey, show me, you know, what I'm supposed to do today. Show me how to help this kid follow you. Mm-hmm. Show me how to love this person well, who I don't want to love well today. Um, then man, you know, God, you know, cause he works through me. Right. And he receives the glory and I don't. So mm-hmm. I would just like, I think that's really, man, that's my verse for this year is just that, man, I want to be known as a bold follower of Christ, but it only happens when I'm realizing that I'm just kind of ordinary, but I'm with Jesus, you know, and man, so Jesus good. makes me incredible and powerful and uh um and he asked me to do things that really i'm uncomfortable with doing and are very difficult and seem impossible but through him he can he can do anything yeah that's good i think that's a a good way to tie it all up is a good encouragement to me and anybody else out there that you know what it doesn't matter who you are um if you're have a relationship with jesus you're following him daily he will empower you to do whatever he has for you to do um don't don't think you're you're missing anything or well I'm not you know on this platform or or that that hey he took twelve ordinary men and they yeah. changed the world so that's good absolutely yeah and I would just say too um, I love y'all's all in kind of idea you know yeah. like I love that and so uh, just and I was thinking through that a little bit and just re- it reminded me like when I start when I read that all in it, you know, my first thing was like, man, there are so many times where I'm not all in, mm. you know, yeah. but, but then it reminded me of like, okay, but who was all in, you know, Jesus was right. Like, I mean, he was the only one who was really hundred percent all in, you know? And so, and so it, so it's a great thing is like our strength comes from him, you know, like he was all in. Right. And because he was all in, and I've had my faith in him, he makes me all in, you know, like I'm all in all the time, even if I don't feel like I am, because God, you know, has completely accepted me and, and, and loves me now because Jesus was all in. And he, I mean, he did the unthinkable, right? I mean, he, you know, he sacrificed everything on our behalf. And so that really, man, that, I love that saying, because that, that really helps me say, man, I can do whatever he's called me to do today. I can be all in what he's called me to do today because Jesus was all in. And yeah, that's I'm good. empowered to do it, yeah. So. Very good. Well, man, I've appreciated uh, your time today, um, and thanks for just sharing your heart for ministry and your experience in Selma and, you know, just encouraging encouraging us to, to be used by, by God. I appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome, man. Thanks for inviting me on, and uh, you know, God bless and look forward to listening to more of the podcast and how God uses your ministry to, uh, uh, you know, help people be all in wherever they're at. Thanks. Well, I enjoyed talking to Benji. I hope you enjoyed hearing his heart and his passion for, uh, loving others and encouraging students to, to follow Christ. And his verse, he shared Acts 4.13, just that Peter and John, when they went out, people saw their boldness but they recognized they'd been with Jesus. And what an encouragement for each one of us that we would live our lives with such boldness 
that people would recognize that we've been with Jesus, that we have a relationship with Jesus. Just what a powerful reminder for students, for, for just anybody, for me, every day that I need to approach my day, that people would recognize that I've been with Jesus. And I encourage you to approach your day in the same way. And just hearing how um, the young boy in Selma, Devon, just empowering him to do the timeout talk at the camp among his peers. That's what ministry is all about. Is it? It's just that's kind of the discipleship process. It's just mentoring and, and allowing others and empowering others to serve. And then the the story of the bridge um, just gets me every time he shared that and others that were there for that prayer walk. Um, just a powerful moment of uh, changing the perspective of the bridge. And understanding that Jesus is the bridge, the ultimate bridge. Um, I ask you to to share this episode. I know there's a, I know there's somebody on your heart, your fa- a family member, a friend that that needs to hear this story, needs to be encouraged to um, to be with Jesus, and that God uses everybody. He took twelve ordinary men, the disciples, and changed the world, so He can use you and me. So share this episode. Um, communicate with us. We love to hear from you um, through our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach, or our website, allinsportsoutreach.org. Both of those platforms, you can find out ways to pray for us, opportunities to serve with us, and opportunities to give. Um, but we love, love your feedback. So lastly, after you share this episode with somebody, I ask you to go to iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we have, the greater the platform we have to continue to share the gospel through media. We appreciate you. Thanks for being faithful listeners. Thanks for sharing with this. We thank you for your prayers. Thanks for your encouragement.